and welcome to Inside Out. Before we go into today's episode, I want to quickly share some important details. Firstly, a little trigger warning. In this episode, we touch on topics like divorce separation, family court, and our experiences with healing our father wounds. If you are someone that has had these experiences, this episode may not be for you. This also may not be a conversation for little ears, so I would encourage you to listen with headphones. If you are someone who is looking for support surrounding these experiences, I have listed some resources in the show notes for you to seek support on your healing journey. This episode is to support mums, stepmums and blended families and bring light to parenting from the lens of step parenting with a focus on motherhood, co-parenting, blending family tips and lessons learned through navigating parenting amidst having different core values and lifestyles. This episode is not to shame, judge or make anyone feel unsupported in their motherhood journey. I put out a question box on Instagram this week and was inundated with questions surrounding these topics which we will dive into shortly but first a big welcome to my beautiful friend Leah who is joining me on the mic today to co-host this episode. Hello, beautiful. How are you going? I'm I'm excited just to see you. I know. I'm excited to have you here. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So first question, um, can you just tell us a little bit about you and your family, Leah? Yes. So um, I am married and have been now for mm, eight years, maybe now, to my beautiful husband, who I love dearly. (laughs) (laughs) I have three beautiful children, um, Oakley, Taze and Jalen. Um, and Jalen is from um, another partner mm-hmm. before my husband, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in a little beautiful town in Stockton and we are very, very happy. Life is very busy, obviously, but we are always happy. <laughs> when did you and hubby meet? Well, actually, hubby and I went to school together. Yeah. Um, we went to the same high school. He was um, in the year of bub- above me. Um, so we have known each other for a long, long time. But we got together about 12 years ago now. Yeah. Um, I think our paths aligned and mm. oh, I fell in love with him. Yeah, <laughs> the universe has a funny it's way. It's a funny, funny way. And obviously that's another story for another day. But So just a little recap for those listening that um, don't know about my family. So I got with my husband now, Steve, in 2016, about mid-2016. And we didn't really want to fuck around because he did have children and we just fell in love so quickly and we knew we wanted to be together. Um, So we moved in in early 2017. Um, he has two beautiful daughters who I am stepmom to and we together have two children of our own, um, Jessie who is two and Lola who is, oh God, almost one. Almost one. I know and we, um, yeah, we got engaged and fell pregnant within two weeks of each other which was not intentional <laughs> but anyway, that's an, another story for another time um, and got married in 2019, in May 2019 so we've been married for a couple of years now which is awesome. We are very, very happy. So in love. Yeah, so in love. So in we love. have a beautiful family and we are very blessed to have the family that we have today. You are, you are. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get stuck into some of the questions that came through. So Leah, when you met Hubby, yeah. you you obviously had a son. So yes. how quick did he know you had a son? He did. He did have – he did know, yes. Mm. So uh, long story is that, yeah, we – he actually – we grew up together, went to school together, we actually – lived together Mm. there for a little while um, with a group of friends Mm. um, and Jalen, I lived with Jalen and Jalen's dad Um, and yeah, so he sort of was like the the friend on the – on, wow. on the side of, you know, the house in that we all lived in. Yeah, wow. And um, That would have been a bit <coughs> icky when things sort of started un- unravelling and you guys fell in love. Like I guess there would have been some mixed emotions, some heavy, heavy stuff going on there for your family dynamic. Oh, very much so. Mm. Like <coughs> very, very much so. <coughs> 
excuse me, but I think it did. I I think I very much think it helped in a lot of ways that he knew Jalen from. Uh, mm. He knew Jalen from a from three months old. He he knew who he was. Mm. So whether or not we were together at one or five or whatever, he just knew Jalen, and I loved that. He was was the. He was the friend that took him over to the park when we lived together just as a friend and, and things like that. He was like the perfect little friend for him and um, I, I really believe that that connection was just there from the get-go mm. and it still is there right now. Mm. The connection from when we weren't together was there because we lived together and we were just purely friends Yeah, and then we got together and things changed and circumstances changed and things like that. So with us, we actually worked together for a few years and I, which is super icky and a little bit awkward, but I actually knew him with his ex-partner first before we got together and when they separated, um, I knew that that was sort of all going on. So he rent company that I was working for and yeah our friendship blossomed over that time sort of thing after they'd separated and then we got together so I knew he had kids and I actually knew the kids so it's kind of a bit icky there too because I did know them and they'd been into the office and stuff like that so they knew who I was as well but it does create a bit of an awkwardness when later in life you know you get together with that person and 100%. you were also a part of their path moving on to the next question next question is when should you introduce your children to your new partner and if you do do you tell the ex-partner first Ooh. Hmm. well i personally haven't been in this situation but i feel the most appropriate thing to do is firstly if they're of an age where they can communicate and understand that daddy or mummy have someone else then tell them and tell them that you you are seeing somebody else and that you know they don't have to meet like it's just full communication and if that child's like i want to meet them i want to meet them then yeah go for it why not like if you're happy with someone and you want your kids to meet them and your kids want to meet them you don't actually have to involve anybody else there's a respectful time period i think you know after you separate from someone but if it's way past that time and you're seeing someone and you've let the other parent know to be like, hey, I'm dating this person, just letting you know, that's that's a respectful part. How did you guys go, nag- this is my, the next question that came through, how do you go navigating being a partner in a breakup? Like I think a lot of breakups aren't amicable at the start, if I'm right. No, like I'm no. going to say 99% of breakups well, aren't some, that amicable yeah, yeah, at the like, start. So yeah. how did you guys go navigating that? Oh, look, it was it, it, it was tough. Like mm. I... I, I I'll be the first to put my hand up to say I was a baby that had a baby, mm. um, 19 years old, no clue on motherhood to start with. Yeah. So then we split up after a good year. Um, of, so Jalen was only one, completely oblivious to what was going on around him, yeah. um, which makes it harder again. But at the end of the day too, my only focus was on him and him to be loved. Mm. And, you know, sometimes I just, I don't know, it's hard. Like I didn't really know my way when the split up, and the breakup happened, I wanted to make things as happy as it, you know, it could be for him. He was little, hardly walking, didn't know life. And I don't know, navigating around, you know, the, the breakup was just to stay on the straight and narrow and get mm. my life in order and just do the best I could for him. Mm. Like he, he was my number one mm. priority. So navigating that was... I don't know, it was a rattling time. Yeah. It's a rattling time. That's yeah. all there is to it. Like there, there was there's I, no other words really. And I think the hardest part is when you do repartner, the first person I suppose to repartner with someone and be in a really stable and healthy relationship, relationship. and see that, you know, the other person quite happy and yes. moving on is really, really grueling and hard for someone else to see. We're aware and really sensitive to the fact that we were happy and moving on. Um, but there were teething issues. It's just how it goes. And I think when you separate with someone, it's brand new territory. You're both learning this this new 
way of life where you are not 100% parenting your children, you are shared parenting and then co-parenting and then you're bringing quite often another adult into their lives and you're all coexisting Um, and there's always going to be that learning curve with anything new or major changes that do happen in anyone's life. So I just think that it's so common Um, but the most important thing is to do your best not to be toxic, do your best not to have your ego at the forefront of your conversations. Um, If it's not constructive then you know walk away from it, don't let it consume you Um, and I think that you also need to remember that you're no longer that person's partner so you don't actually answer to them anymore and they don't answer to you. So yeah I think just um, reiterating that to yourself sometimes because quite often people I have noticed get quite lost in emotion um, and they can't see the bigger picture so you've just got to think of the macro not the micro we we were lucky like that though we were amicably like we wanted to it was mm. very a mutual situation um you yeah, like I said we were just two babies that had babies we had no clue yeah. on what the world threw at us at that time I think there's a lot of families <laughs> that have being in your circumstance where, you know, babies having babies. I know for me, my parents, they were 19 when they got married. I'm um, together at 17, married at 19 and then had me a few years later. And, mm. you know, my mum is someone that can say with everything inside of her, we outgrew each other in the first five years 100%. and we stayed together for the kids for the next five. It was just 100%. we held on to for dear life because I didn't – There was divorce wasn't a thing back then. You didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, and it was not encouraged and it was very shameful and it was very frowned upon. So I, you know, coming from my mum's perspective, she held on for dear life and yeah. fought, fought her – way through that time and I feel so sad for her because I feel like you should never apologize for growth in friendships or relationships and if you can clearly see that you are evolving and expanding and you're outgrowing somebody and you don't want to be with them anymore staying for the kids is probably the worst thing that you could possibly oh, 100%. do but at the end of the day I think like you said it's all about growth mm. and it just we were steering in different directions mm. and it was the wrong direction. Mm. And uh, and it, it all showed in everyday life. Mm. You know what? We were just in a relationship but more like friends. Yeah. So – and we were kids. We were kids that had a kid. The mm. next question is how can you co-parent in a healthy way? <sighs> we are at a point now where I believe we have a healthy co-parenting relationship with the mother of my stepdaughters. Um, I am happy to discuss the girls' needs in any way. Uh, any form at any given time Um, but I do have boundaries now due to some past grievances and um, I don't wish to discuss anything beyond the children but for me putting those boundaries in place has been a really healthy decision for me personally. Um, I don't know about anybody else in this circumstance but if you are co-mothering essentially or coexisting with um, a a parent or biological parent to your stepchildren um, perhaps looking at setting some boundaries for yourself and your your husband um, or your wife if you're a man listening to this I don't know that many will but there could be Um, but yeah I think setting boundaries in any relationships that you have in your life and I believe that would you know be a really positive foundation for you to cultivate a healthy co-parenting relationship needs it's all it's all the child needs it's all it's all you need you don't need to know what they're doing over no. the weekend, you you can ask the kids. How yep. was your weekend? If they if they yep. tell you what they tell you, there's no need to go into every, every intricate detail about no. what they did, who they saw, and where they went, um, who the parents are dating, what they you know. There's yeah. no need for that. No you, need. And the problem with that, I think, is that so many people have not healed their wounds, and they 
jealousy becomes huge. Their huge ego enough. is huge. 100%. And that's where these toxic disagreements come into play. Oh, yeah. It, 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 you'd smack bang. Yeah. Like it, you've just said it all in one. Yeah. It's uh, having a healthy relationship for, like, with the co-parent is – it can be a struggle. Mm. Like I'll be the first person to put my hand up. Especially it, when you've got different core values. Di- different values in life, different everything. Like a different lifestyle. I have grown as a person hugely in the last 10 years. Mm. Jalen, my eldest, it, it, he's made me into the person I suppose I am today. Not like my other two haven't, but he was – he's my boy. Like mm. and I think – with him being the part of the co-parenting, you know, the system, I suppose, is what you could call it. We've had a few struggles. He's had a few struggles. Would be the first to admit, like it's not easy. I come from a background of the same thing of divorce. Still to this day, my parents hate each other. Yeah, it, it's not easy. No. You know what I mean? So, like, it is very, very, very healthy. And I think you know. That's where I think I've grown as a person too. As my mum and dad, you know, they got the divorce and things like that. But it's made me a stronger person who I am today mm. in growth and value and how I want my children to grow up. I don't want them to have that, what I had, the, no. you know, those memories and things. Like that. I don't want – I will try my hardest not to to have him have those memories. Yeah. So, like I said, it's a struggle. It's hard, but it's healthy yeah. and that's what we want. We just want healthy because at the end of the day, healthy we – want, we want a happy life. Next question, you could ask it, Leah. So, when things turn to shit, if they turn to shit, is that when you look at getting medi- when is it that you look at getting mediation involved? And if so, can you explain how that process works? Attempted several resolutions um, of mediation which were unresolved, to which we progressed further in the family court system. Um, one being the child of separation, where my parents were going through mediation, um, and that didn't work out. Now, the mediation for my parents was surrounding costs for child support. Um, so what happened was my father didn't want to pay my mum any child support because he had us every second weekend. Um, so he fought to have us at some at one point, which I didn't know about at the time. My mum made sure that I was not aware of what was going on until many years later, um, which is you know part of the huge disconnection between us. But I think it's really important if you can avoid having children be aware of what's going on, do that with all your power because it is so impactful to them to know that they are being argued over by the adults in their lives that love them. It's so harmful to them. Um, So, yeah, I didn't know about it at the time. And he took my mum to through family court to take us for 50% of the school holidays only. That would cut his child support down significantly um, and – in that time, he worked in the mines. Mm. So he slept all day and mm. worked night shifts. So we didn't actually see him. We were there for half the holidays. We were made to go for half the holidays for a couple of years, um, but we didn't actually spend any time with him. We were spending time with his partner at the time who was quite a toxic, very narcissistic woman, Person. really, really nasty woman. Um, and that really in the end was what broke the relationship between me and my dad because he wasn't around for that those couple of years where he fought to have us and then he wasn't there um, and it was all surrounding money which is mm. just ridiculous to me and get to that point and you can negotiate and mm. you can compromise yeah. and let go of your freaking ego because mm. it's not about you no. what's good for children is good for you exactly. so lose the the sense of i need to control i need to have full parental rights, I'm the one that gets to make all the decisions and you come second because, you know, either you're not the primary carer or because you're the dad or you're this or you're that. Well, stop throwing stones and take a look at 
do you want your children to have a really healthy relationship with their both their parents? Can both their parents provide? Can both their par- parents give them the emotional and physical and financial support that they need? And if that's the case, then both parents deserve to have them and you need to remove this this ego and pride that you've mm. got to, oh, well, I'm supposed to, or like there's this, you know, I guess stigma around um, that women should have their kids full time. And unless yeah. there's things like domestic violence, violence or, you know, sexual abuse and things like that, that's completely different. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about two healthy human beings that have the capabilities to provide for their children and can do so. Mm. And if they both want their kids, I think they both deserve it. And I'm someone that would be more than happy. I know confidently that we will never separate. But if that were to happen in my eyes, yeah. my husband is a capable and incredible father and I would have no problem with how, whatever amount of time he wanted to have my son and daughter. Through the mediation process, put your egos aside. It, 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 and it's super hard to say, I did that. The moment when shit doesn't go my way or I've, you know, had so-and-so ring me or this has happened or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm the first one to say when he's around me, fucking this and fucking that mm-hmm. and blah, blah, this. And, and he just goes, okay. And... At that time, in the heat of the moment, I'm not thinking about him mm. and how he's feeling. And that cuts me up inside now that I did that. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's hard to, to take that We're on. all human beings. And we I are. think, we're, you know, as parents, we're all going to make fucking mistakes and yep. we're, no one's perfect. Now, 14, nearly 14 years on, as I have learnt in those 14 years how important it is with capital letters to have a healthy co-parenting relationship. Mm. And you know what? At the end of the day, people can say, oh, yeah, like – you know, it's a really healthy co-parenting, but you know what? Sometimes it's fucking hard, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Like it, it's hard work. Yeah. Like and it's and some days can be draining and then happy and things like that. But at the end of the day, I love my eldest boy so much and he loves both of both his families so much and he deserves all the happiness in the world that he actually has two families that love him with everything they have. He's got siblings on both sides who absolutely adore him, literally adore him. You know, and and he's got, yeah, they like he's got two families. Like how cool is that? He gets two lots of presents at, you know, at birthdays and two Christmases and and things like that. I had that when I was young too. It's exciting. It's exciting. You get double. You get double of things. Like it's so cool. But, yeah, it it comes with its weaknesses and strengths and I think that we're, you know, on a healthy path. Okay, next question. Do the girls call you mum? I'll let you answer this one first, Leah. Does Jalen call Gled's dad? No. No. He and he no. I wouldn't want that. No. Um, I would never want that. Um that for a start wouldn't be fair. Um he my husband wouldn't want that. No. He for the first he would be like, No. Yeah. That, that's not okay. Yeah, I had the the girls um have asked me in the past if you know, why can't we call you mum? I wish we could call you mum too, um, I think. And that was before Jessie came along and then after Jessie came along that came up a couple of times and I've just – hasn't been mentioned for a little while now that they're a bit older and they do understand the, the dynamics of you have, you know, your parents are your parents and step-parents are just people that choose to love you as an extra bonus, yeah. you know, family member. Um, but my response was always the same. Look, mm. I, I'm sorry, I love you so, so much, mm. but it's just not respectful to mum. And, and to mum and dad. Yeah, That's to mum exactly and dad. You right. get one of each. And yeah. um, like, we, well, like I said, like we've had our, our our differences in the past, but, yeah, that's that's, that's, just, that's just I find it wrong. Yeah, it's, res- so it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful yeah. and I would never, ever do that to, to Jalen's father. Mm. Jalen's father is his father and he is dad. 
You know what I mean? So Yeah, and whilst like we might have, you know, the girl's mum and I might have very different values and core beliefs and, you know, different desires for the future for our families and things yep. like that, it there's a there's common grounds of respect and I think that that is – That's yeah, a huge that's one. That's number one. That's number one. And I would have that expectation on a woman coming into my two children's life. Yeah. Um, and just creating that healthy boundary from the start, not even allowing it's con- it. Like, it's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> like if you if, if, if there are any families out there that do that, I find that would be c- super confusing. Yeah. Because it would be like, hey, mum, and then hey, mum. A little bit different if there's someone's lost a partner. Yeah. Physically lost a partner. Different experience. And they had a young child. Yes, of course. Totally different experience. So we're just drawing on, you know, repartnering and and having blended families Families. and things like that. Yeah. So I think that covered that question. Mm. I just don't think, yeah, I think that is quite disrespectful. And no, for as much difference as we have there, I would never do that. Next question is... Do you love the girls any less now that you have your own children? Oof. Um, Absolutely not in the short answer, but in the long answer, I guess it's so ingrained to me when I, you know, got with Steve and and he had two beautiful girls, why my arms were just wide open and why my love's always been unconditional. And some people can't can't resonate with that because they don't understand that because they're not a step parent. So if they were a step parent, they they might be able to understand. So for people that might be like, you know, you don't, you know, you don't love them like your own. Well, I can and I do. Um, and that's just my experience. That's, yep. you know, that's how I feel. Yep. And I don't think that you can tell anyone how they can feel. Um, Your love was unconditional from day dot. Day Same one. Same as my husband. Yeah, From day, day dot. Absolutely. He, he, he might not be his biological son no. or his blood, but from day dot he's had the most love in his heart for him and that's exactly like you. Mm. I watch you with the girls. It, it, you are the, the epitome of the best of the best. Yeah. You are the best stepmom that, you know, yeah. and he's exactly the same. And, and I think that stems from me having my father when I was younger. Um, we've got a disconnected relationship now and I don't intend on rebuilding that in, in any near future. He's not a bad man. He done nothing specifically wrong to me in my adult life. It's just that him and I don't align and our values don't align and I don't wish to expose my family to somebody that I can't, um, I can't, align with any um so yeah we made that choice and have disconnected over the last probably year but as a child I was going to his home every second weekend so he didn't want us any longer than every second weekend and I'd go to his home and he wouldn't even have a bed or a room for me and my brother we'd sleep on the floor in the lounge room now he was dating women with children who had their own room and these women were telling me you're not welcome this isn't your home these um you know this is dad's house this is not your house and it made me so fucking sure that I would never treat anyone in my house that way way. and so when I entered a relationship with someone who had children and I encourage women who if you are repartnering and the man has children or you're a mum yourself get clear on what your expectations are and what your role is surrounding these children if if you are becoming a stepmom if you're becoming a stepmom and you aren't unclear you aren't clear on what you want with your relationship with them, it's time to do some reflection and go and figure that out because you can either be a step mum or you can be dad's partner. Yeah. There's 100%. two roles and you've got to pick which one you want. I chose to be a step mum and I believe that I am and act as a second parent to the children or a third parent essentially. Um, and I know that my love is unconditional because once your love is conditional – I'm sorry, but you are dad's partner and you lose that, that I suppose, respect. You lose that authority for those kids and you do have to draw a bit of a line in the sand between you two. And the other thing I think is to remember if you are repartnering with someone with children, 
know this and know this certainly that you will always come second second and do not ever fight against that if you are not prepared to come second in your relationship for eternity the relationship's not for you oh 100 percent. and obviously you can't draw on this because you're not in my situation but i'm sure that your husband could i personally in my experience don't feel that the love is different Mm. i have spoken previously about when i birthed my son i went through Um, what I thought was baby blues or postpartum depression. I wasn't sure what was going on because I didn't have that magical wave of emotion when I had him, that this big connection that everyone feels, oh, my baby, there's a love unconditional that, you know, I've never felt this before and I couldn't understand what I was going through at that time because I loved him and I wanted, like, I was so obsessed with him, still am. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't really understand until later was that I, whilst I didn't go through the physical birth of my two stepdaughters, I've been in their lives now for four and a half years. I have done the school runs, the the sick nights, the you know tickling their back to sleep, and I've heard who I know which child is walking into the bedroom just by the way that they walk with their feet. Like I know who's coming, and you know in the middle of the night I've done the night terrors. I've done you know all of their um, fears and worries and concerns. Like I've done that motherhood role of two school age children, and I felt like I already was a mum. And I know that I'm physically and biologically not, but my emotions and my connection to them and the bond that I have with them showed me otherwise. And yeah. I think that that's, yeah, I, my love is unconditional. Is the love different? I have to share the girls. Mm. So that's I do the hard to, part. The hard part for mm. me is giving them back yeah. and, them, and I love it when they come home. When they're home, I definitely, for our family, it felt like for a really long time, we weren't a family without them and that was really hard. We didn't feel together. We didn't feel we could go and do anything, go and see, you know, our, my um, my sister-in-law who I'm really close with. She's got my two nephews and my niece and we didn't feel like we could go and see them without the girls. Yeah. It's, you know, we don't want them to miss out. Mm. Things like that are really, really hard. You um, feel like a piece of your family's missing. Yeah. And they're not yeah. here. And, and like we don't want to go and, you know, we don't – we never book holidays. We never do anything without mm. them basically. We'd, but we then we've realised we don't also want to put our lives on hold. You know, we've got two children 100% of the time mm. that we need to invest to exploring and, you know, creating memories with as well. So, yeah, I don't think that my love is different at no. all since having my own, but I definitely notice that we um, – we need to create similar experiences for both sets of kids. Is there boundaries with you, Chris, with like things like the way that you discipline them, being them not being yours? Yeah, so that's a question that did come through and I think 100%, 100% because there are some things that have happened over the years and I'm not an advocate for smacking kids. I've never smacked my yeah, kids. Yeah. I, don't, wouldn't, I would never dare smack someone else's kids. Let me make that very clear. Yeah. But there have been times where I have been like, if I had said that as a kid mm. to my step-parent or to my mum or to my dad, I would have got a flogging. Mm. And there is times where you grit your teeth <laughs> yes. and you're just like, okay, I'm going to go and get some fresh air and I'll come back in and we're going to have a chat. Um, no, I do definitely discipline the girls and that was a question that did come through. Um, has Steve backed me up with that? And mm. yes, he absolutely has always backed me up. We very we have a mutual respect in that regard um, when he's punish, you know, punishing or disciplining in whatever way for whatever reason. Um, I'll occasionally intervene and be like, no, this is what happened earlier and this is why this mm. has happened. And, you know, we, we sort of bounce off each other. We work yeah. as a team. We're as a team. We're a really good team. Yeah. We're a really good family. Um, we're always wanting to grow and to teach and educate these young girls on how to behave mm. and we're 
that's your job as a parent, yeah, to teach them 100%. what's right from wrong and yeah. teach them how to behave, especially and teach them to be good people. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, yeah, I I've from the from the day dot I've said to my husband, you have to discipline him. You just have to, yeah. and he used to say, it's so hard. It's I, I just can't. Like, I don't find it hard. I think I've had a conversation recently with one of them and I've just said, you really push back on me when I'm telling you to do something. Yeah. I know that yeah. you wouldn't treat your mum or your dad this like way because yeah. I've watched you. Mm-hmm. So why are you pushing back on me? Yeah. And I eventually got the answer. She's like, oh, because you just let me get away with it. Yeah, that's long. right. I'm that's like, exactly oh, right. Well. My husband's exactly the same. Like he's the fun one, you know, and yeah. then all of a sudden he's yelling. It's yeah. like, you don't yell at me. Don't yell at me like that. Cause no. it, and and I think that's a, yeah, it's a huge part of blended families is that the discipline has to come from the get-go. Mm. And I think, yeah, like I said, I said to him, you know, him years and years ago, you have to, you have to discipline him. I, I do not want him growing up knowing that he can – walk all over you yeah. because you're the stepdad it just it i'm a big big believer in discipline i discipline i'm i'm the fun mum, but i'm also the, the fun police 100 yeah and they know that and i don't want to be like i said it marriage is a team i want him to be we are a great team we make a good team but i want him to be on the same team when it comes to discipline and not that my eldest is such a good kid he doesn't really need a lot of discipline He's just grown up to be such a beautiful boy. Yeah. But you have to parent. Yeah. Yell at him. Whatever. Do whatever you have to do. Yeah. But stand like stand yeah. up to him. You're yeah. you're the stepdad. You're yeah. you know, and you know what? I I think that has to be both sides as well. That has to come from, you know, mm-hmm. stepmom and has to come from stepdad. So yep. it's very, very important, I think, in a blended family. So on that, any tips for blending a family? That oh. was the next one that came through. Healthy. It's got to be healthy. It's got to be healthy. It's got to be healthy. You've got to be amicable. You have amicable. to, with, with the other party or the other um, parent, um, try and create similar rules and expectations in both houses. But obviously, it's you can't always have the same lifestyles. No. You're never going to. It's never, never. going to be identical, but make it as similar as po- you possibly can. Um, I think for the adults, clear communication. Communicate with the adults only. Um, don't take what the kids say as bible create healthy boundaries for yourself your partner and your ex-partner um, if it's not constructive or regarding the children do not engage if it's toxic don't engage if it's attacking don't engage if it's not about the kids don't engage you have to let go of your ego and i can say that now after sitting in the shit of it in the thick of it and feeling all these emotions personally and feeling attacked and constantly feeling on the defense and feeling like I have to have the last say or I have to get in what I think so that, you know, because you're at war with someone over different values, but you just need to take it back to, are my children loved? Are they clothed? Are they fed? Yes. Okay. Well then how someone's going to parent my child, if there's a few different things that are going to come up over the years, there's nothing you can do about it because you're not with them anymore. You don't have that right to control them. You have to let it go. You let go of your ego. Stop making this the big thing that you want that parent to still parent the way that you want. It doesn't work that way. Um, in regards to the children, I would probably say Try not to talk about what you're doing in the time when they're not with you. I know that might be really hard and that might seem, you know, unfair sometimes because it might come out in conversation. Just just be really aware of it. I think it can be really hurtful for a child to hear of something really awesome that you're doing the following weekend and they feel like they're missing out. You don't want them 
feeling leaving you feeling like they're missing something um so being the adult and being able to be aware of that I think it's really important create a safe space in your home open your doors up open your arms up open your heart be patient and and just always come from that place of kindness and love because whatever you're feeling their little minds are feeling it too so times that by infinity because they don't have the skill set yet to handle those emotions right so you know and in the home as well if you've got the opportunity to give them a bedroom create a space for them that is home make it this is daddy's home and my home you just come here on weekends so you don't get your own safe space and it doesn't feel like a home to you you can sleep on the lounge or sleep on on the floor in our room the kids need their own space and they need their own room and need their own things and you know we're down to one bag that because we transition the days on a friday so it's traditionally a school day so um try and create similar rules and expectations in both houses but obviously it's you can't always have the same lifestyles no. you're never going to it's never, never. going to be identical but make it as similar as po- you possibly can yeah. um i know now that we do have similar bedtime routines in both homes and that works really well for the girls and but you know on week then there's several other things that come to mind where it's like well we do those completely differently yeah. but that's not to say it's right or wrong that's just to say that we're different yeah but, yeah 100 percent. you do have to be on the same page at some stage too don't you mm. like there were times where he was coming home and i'd be like okay we need to be on the same page you yeah. know me and dad you know we have to sit down and, and we have to be on the same page because we, we can't go keep going on like this mm. we can't keep him coming home like this and then you know sometimes he'd cry or he wouldn't cry and things like that because let's be real it happens mm. it fucking happens in all blended families blended families are hard work yeah. You know, I remember going to my dad's every fortnight when I was young and then, you know, dad was the fun one. It was the fun one. I'd be like, yes, we're going to dad's. We're going to just have fun all weekend. And then back to mum's when it was just rules. <laughs> it was just rules all week. I was like, do this, do that. And it's like, oh, far out, you know. And then I think well, maybe that's what's happening. Yeah. Maybe, you know, he's going and he's having the time of his life and then he's coming back to mum's and mum's just the – Delegates all the rules. Breaker. The ball, yeah. Like, God, Mum, shut up. I know. I'm like, like, I'm a pretty tight ship of a weekend with like going to bed still at you know a reasonable hour. Like, in my opinion, they're nine, yeah. nine and ten years yeah. old. And fuck off, I want to go to sleep. Bloody earth. Because I need sleep. Because my babies wake you up at babies. five o'clock. Yeah, you are babies. <laughs> like everyone's up between five and six yeah. in my house. It's not like we can. Yeah, you can watch a movie till midnight. Everyone's yeah. going to have a sleep in it. No, sleeping hasn't happened for no. two years. It's not happening for another two. <laughs> So we're all going to bed. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they can resist that a little bit and be like, we get to stay up at mum's, it's the weekend. Why yeah. not? Why not? And I'm like, mate, because yeah. we're all getting up at five. That's yeah. why. And yeah. just do as you're told. Do you're as you're told. Honestly. I know. Like, it's just, it's, it's a hard, it's, it's hard. Like I said, it's hard. Yeah. Blended families are hard. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It's I just sometimes I think maybe I'm just like the rule breaker and I just, I'm just not the fun I'm the fun police. Yeah, I, I feel the, the same place. sometimes. And well, it's hard. I think every parent's doing their best no matter what season 100%. they're in and the fact that we worry about being a good parent or step-parent is, you know, shows that we are good parents because if you're not worried and you, then what kind of a parent Did are you? Did you find though um, when you took on the role as a stepmom a couple of years ago that the connection – I suppose, with the girls was hard to form or did they sort of like love to you straight away? They were definitely very warm. Very, They've got beautiful souls and yep. they were ve- definitely very open to the idea of something new and exciting, exciting. happening. I think they were really happy with that um, <clears throat> in that regard. But 
of course, uh, different, different, two very different little girls, two very different li- little emotions. But um, yeah, I'm really blessed to have such a beautiful relationship with them and such a strong connection with them. Um, I love how close I am with the girls. Mm. All right, Leah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. That I was fun. You. I love you. I hope we fun. answered lots of people's questions. Thank you, everyone who sent those through. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Inside Out. I really want to grow in this space and make sure these stories and experiences are heard. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Please leave me a review and hit subscribe to ensure you don't miss our next conversation. Please also join me on Instagram and let me know what you thought about this episode at Inside Out with Chris. I can't wait to share more with you really soon.